see Sheriff David Clark and James O'Keefe at Freedom Summit 2018. Tickets on sale now at freedomsummitchicago.com. Good morning, Dan and Amy. Got a new NAFTA, or as the Wall Street Journal says, half a NAFTA. Half a NAFTA. Oh, I like that, half a NAFTA. Or Uzmata. United States Mexico Trade Agreement. Yeah, President Trump likes the sound of that batter because uh, NAFTA has bad connotations to him and his uh, protectionist trade team, as well as a lot of Americans. And we made it uh, much simpler, much better, much better for both countries. Uh, Canada will start negotiations uh, shortly. I'll be uh, calling the Prime Minister very soon and we'll start negotiation. And if they'd like to negotiate fairly, we'll. Uh, We'll do that. You know, they have uh, tariffs of almost 300 percent on some of our dairy products, so we can't have that. We're not going to stand for that. Uh, I think with Canada, frankly, the easiest thing we can do is to tariff their cars coming in. It's a tremendous amount of money, and it's a very simple negotiation. It could end in one day, and uh, we take in a lot of money the following day. But I think we'll give them a chance to uh, probably have a separate deal. We could have a separate deal, or we could put it into this deal. I like to call this deal the United States-Mexico Trade Agreement. I think it's an elegant name. I think NAFTA has a lot of bad connotations for the United States because it was a ripoff. It was a deal that was a horrible deal for our country. And uh, I think it's got a lot of bad connotations to a lot of people. Yeah. It's elegant, Dan. It really is, uh, especially the acronym. Yes. Uh, he also, but he said it's a, it's a super deal. It's a great deal. Farmers who've been waiting so patiently. Their patience will have now been vindicated. It's an incredible deal. It's an incredible deal for both parties. Most importantly, it's an incredible deal for the workers and for the citizens of both countries. Uh, Our farmers are going to be so happy. You know, my farmers, the farmers have stuck with me. I said we were going to do this. And Mexico's promised to immediately start purchasing as much farm product as they can. They're going to work on that very hard. Uh, so he's done a couple of things. Uh, one, he's um, in process of keeping a promise to renegotiate this deal that he said was such a horrible deal, much as he nixed the Iranian nuclear deal, which was a, a bad deal. He's right about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some improvements even the Wall Street Journal has to admit, including extension on data protection for biologic drugs and um, uh, step, uh, stepping back from uh, sunsetting a cross-border investment and uh, essentially effectively pushing uh, against ex- uh, the uh, import of uh, of cars. So that's good for the auto industry, sort of a stop to UAW with some wage level uh, requirements for Mexico as well when it comes to the auto industry, uh, which you can look at favorably or unfavorably. So a bit of a mixed bag as, as far as the journal is concerned, and I would agree, a bit of a mixed bag and the approach. So on the merits, that's, that's one assessment. In terms of the strategy of putting Canada in a box, he's uh, done a good job. They did a good job of that. The Peña Nieto wanted to get a deal done before he leaves and gives way to Obrador in Mexico. And now you got Mexico and the United States working in unison to put pressure on Canada, and you know Canada's taking on the shorts as they always do. Canada, 
even a real country anyway. And it is so hard. Don't tell Ryan Reynolds that. Yeah, it is difficult to take him seriously <laughs> with uh, that uh, with third grade part time drama teacher as their prime minister. I got to tell you. For more on this topic, we're pleased to be joined by Jim Urio, who is a CNBC contributor. Jim, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, uh, your initial reaction to what the president announced yesterday and the details as we know them? Well, from a, from a market standpoint, my initial reaction was not exactly correct because the stock market obviously liked it when the talk oh, came yeah. out that we were entering an agreement with, with Mexico. So my thought was, well, what is in this that makes this good for equity markets? And then I realized too late that it's just that we have an agreement in place at all. Yeah. Uh, the market likes to believe that the Trump's a dealmaker, but up to this point with the trade talk, all we've seen is asks. We haven't seen any gives, and we haven't seen any agreements. Uh, we have a little bit with Europe, I guess. But this, so the number one thing is that we're agreeing with another country, patting each other on the back and moving along. Number two is the implications for Canada. Obviously, if you want to dig into the nuts and bolts of why this is good, I think our, we like the fact that um, that there's wage considerations in there. We always, in our minds, believe that. Uh, rightly so, that all of um, manufacturing was taken away from us because of the plethora of cheap labor in, in other places, and that's very, very true. I'm not sure that we can fix that at any time, but I think the market likes a, a you know a tip of the cap toward that. Well, how does it add certainty to the pricing of vehicles that are built in Mexico? I, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. And they, actually, when I even look at the going up from 62% to 75%, uh, that that is somewhat protectionist. I, to tell you the truth, I had forgotten that that existed in the NAFTA thing. I, I like all these restrictions being taken away and letting us compete on a global level. Now, you joked about his protectionist policies. Up until recently, I always argued that, that he's not a protectionist at all. He, he wants free trade. He's just using what appears to be protectionist threats in order to achieve this ultimate goal of removing these barriers. But then I see something like that, and it concerns me a little bit. Not enough to throw me off that opinion, but enough to make me take a little pause. Yeah, I, the, the journal observed uh, something sort of below the fold that's important. They write that the uh, bilateral deal strips current protections from most U investors, U.S. investors in Mexico. Oil and gas, telecom, power gen investors will retain what they have now. Others will be protected only against physical expropriation. And what the journal is suggesting is that Trump is uh, happy to let uh, Mexico use regulation to favor domestic com domestic competitors because they figure if U.S. companies are more vulnerable to foreign abuse, then their CEOs will be more likely to keep the money at home. No doubt. But also remember this, too. I think that you guys hit upon this a touch is that he was willing to make concessions with Mexico because the bigger deal is bringing Canada to the table, putting pressure on them. That's been the one that's more in the focus. And, um, and once that's done, we can presumably, as a team, change our focus to China. So to, for him, this may have been a pretty brilliant negotiating strategy to, to give concessions to Mexico, sign the deal, um, shake hands, and then move along. Yeah, no, I mean, I think in terms of game theory, it's it's very well executed. It's the substance that's, uh, you know, the focus. And uh, what about his sort of telegraphing or, you know, passively, aggressively threatening a 25% tariff on cars made in Canada if Canada's not quick to react and ratify? Well, this is something that would have shocked us a year ago when he says things like this, right? Just, But we're used to this now. This has been such a strange time in our political life where— 
the things that are said now have become commonplace. Or if anything like that was said a year and a half ago before we're used to it, when every politician that we voted for and put in office had very measured things to say, well, we've thrown that completely out the window. He just he says things. And I find it interesting. I think that there is definitely some positives to it, letting people know we're, we're really not messing around. Whether he's going to put a 25% tax on Canadian cars tomorrow, well, you know, I, I doubt that's really going to happen. But I like the fact that he's saying, listen, we're playing hardball, and we are the big dog here. It's better, more beneficial for you to acquiesce and come to an agreement with us than it is for us to you. Well, announcement of the U.S. and Mexico tentative trade deal, was a great day financially on the stock market. Do you expect uh, some more movement today, or are they going to take a break? I, I, in the last five days, I've seen three things that I think were very, very good for the stock market. On Friday when Jay Powell spoke, he made a comment saying that he, he doesn't believe that we're at a risk of overheating now. That's exactly what the market wants to hear, because the market doesn't want to think that Jay Powell is going to raise rates too quickly. And is, So the overarching potential negative is rates going up too quickly they could do that for one of two reasons one is that they just make a policy mistake and just tighten too quickly two is they feel pushed into it because they see uh, wage pressures and inflation pressures particularly pressures particularly from the wage side in absence of that i think his statement was very very positive and yet then you rewind the clock back to wednesday night when the announcement of the legal troubles came up if a market is extended and overbought it can latch on to a small to medium-sized reason to break, for instance, the Cohen and Manafort things. The S&P broke 20 handles. By the next morning, they were already starting to buy it up. That was a sign of underlying strength. Now you throw in this trade thing. I think those are three unambiguously good things in a short amount of time. I think if we can consolidate above the 2,900 level in the stock market, because you think about it, you can say we're stretched. We've rallied a ton over the last couple of weeks. But if you look at it from a seven-month standpoint, we're up about 0.9% in seven months. We've just taking out the highs so we can consolidate a little bit then we move higher and, and just a, a, a kind of drafting off of that point uh what we see at least right now is that uh another keynesian fail right uh, there is no liquidity trap i don't believe there is now too but i believe that that the bigger thing is that we are pivoting okay i just heard someone else say this this morning it was it was brilliant is that we had such a, a painful quick drop um, in the 08 period, not just economically, but in the stock market. And then our recovery was so muted and so um, soft over the next eight or nine years. And now it's all kicked into a higher gear. But that the fact that it was so, so muted has elongated this middle part of the economic cycle hugely. And it's going to elongate the, the rally in the stock market as well, is my opinion on that. And so uh, with respect to... Um uh, new NAFTA or whatever you want to call it, and assuming that uh, there's some deal struck with Canada, so it's bilateral again. Uh, I mean, trilateral again. Uh, is the market really just wanting something that is maybe a little bit worse or a little bit better than NAFTA? But as long as it's sort of within narrow parameters, it's not really going, to, and it's just so it doesn't change the landscape dramatically. That's going to be good enough. Precisely, but. Remember that the implications are that victories by Donald Trump now may echo in the elections in November. And one of the other things the market's worried about is, a, is an influx of candidates who are less um, corporate-friendly, economic-friendly in November. And a victory now has definite implications for November. 
He is Jim Urio, CNBC contributor, also being the Renaissance man that he is. He's a proprietor of Brant's in Palatine. He's a Chicago oh, guy. Right. The, uh, Thank best, you very much for best. plugging Brant's. Brant's has a nice outdoor deck. We yes. have about six weeks left of nice weather. Come on out and have a burger. Always be closing. Best burger in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. It's true. All right. It's true. Jim Urio, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.proanswer.